Welcome to Wednesday Night at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Well, hi, everybody. Glad to see you and hopefully see some of the others of you later on, maybe on Sunday. And, but we're glad you've joined us today. We're going to start a new book uh, tonight, on, going through on Wednesday for the next few weeks. We're going to go through the book of Jonah. Now, again, there's a text number on notes there if you want to call, and we'll answer questions. But uh, we're going to go through this book. It's a great book. It's got a great story to it and a great message to it. And tonight, we're going to look at something that's really very appropriate and, and relevant to where you and I are at and to see what we can do in the midst of a struggle in life. So let's begin. In Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, we begin with the recipient of the message. The recipient of the message. It's, it's very clear who this book is to. It, it's very clear about the subject matter of it. And so, in verse 1, the Lord gave this message to Jonah, Samaritai. So, it happens around 750 B.C. It's a real story. You see, some people want to say, well, this is just a made-up story. It didn't really happen. It's just something that the Bible puts in there. It's like a fable. It's like something that we really don't believe and that happened. Well, if, if that's what you think, then you don't, first of all, believe the Bible. Second of all, you don't believe Jesus. Because both in the Old Testament and the New, Jonah is referred to. In Second in Kings chapter 14, verse 25, Jeroboam II recovered the territory of Israel between Lobath and the Dead Sea, just as the Lord, the God of Israel, had promised through Jonah, the Samaritai, the prophet from Gath Hephor. And so we see right there a very clear reference that Jonah was a prophet in the Old Testament times. And then we come to Matthew chapter 12, verse 39. Jesus replies, he's thinking, only an evil and adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. In other words, Jesus, if you're real, show us something. Let us see what you can do. Prove it. And so he says, look, you want this, but here's the only sign I'm going to give you, and it's the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. Great fish. What kind of fish was it? We don't know. Whale, perhaps. But he was in there three days and three nights. Jesus says, look, you're going to put me in a, in a tomb three days, three nights. The people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it, for they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. And so, this is a story that is given to us. It's given to Jonah. He's a real person in a real time, given a real message. So, let's really establish that fact at the very beginning. We're not dealing with the myth here. We're not dealing with fable. We're dealing with actual history, and the Scriptures prove that. Secondly, the revelation of the message. The revelation of the message. So, the recipient's Jonah. And then Jonah, here's what I'm going to tell you. It's pretty clear. He, he's pretty adamant. You know, sometimes people think God isn't clear when He talks to them, but He is. We just don't like hearing it, don't want to hear it. 
And so we tend to turn a deaf ear to it sometimes. But notice in verse 2, here's what God says to Jonah. Jonah, I want you to get up, and I want you to go to the great city of Nineveh. Nineveh is a pretty big city. I want you to announce my judgment against it because I've seen how wicked the people are. Jonah, I want you to go to this place. It's a wicked place. It's horrible. I want you to go there and preach. Now, Jonah is the only prophet who is sent with a message to the Gentiles. Nineveh was a Gentile nation. Now, that's important to know because it's one of the reasons we find out later on Jonah doesn't like this. They're Gentiles. I don't want to go there. And so, we see God's heart, though. Here's the heart of God. There's two things. They seem contradictory, but they're not. God says, look, I hate sin, and I'll punish it. I hate it when people go against my ways and my word, and I won't let it go unpunished. One day, God is going to punish all the sinners. The only people He will not punish is those who have been forgiven of their sins by cause of Jesus Christ. On the same hand, He wants everyone to repent. God, I hate sin. I love people. I hate the sin of what they do. I love them. I want them to turn from their sin. Jonah, I want you to go, and I want you to preach the message. I want you to announce judgment because of it. So Jonah is given this message going to this particular people to bring a message from God. Now, you and I are more like Jonah than what we would understand because you and I have been given a message to give to people who are far from God who need to hear. Here's what Paul writes in Corinthians. He says, all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him, reconciling people to God. One of the things you and I are called to do is to do everything we can to help bring people to God. That's our call. That's what God wants us to do. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. When God sent Jesus to this earth, He was doing that so that the earth, the people on it, could be brought to Him, no longer counting people's sins against them, and He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Come close to God. Please, for God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So that's the message. That's what God gave to Jonah. That's what God gives to us. I want you to understand the heart of what I want is I want for people I want Christians to do everything they can to bring people to God. Jonah, it's very simple. I want you to go to this nation. I want you to tell them, I'm gonna, I'm, I've given you opportunities. You've, you are wicked, and I'm going to bring judgment on you. So, pretty simple. But the response… <laughs> 
I sometimes think Jonah's response is our response. I'll just basically give you Jonah's response. No way. I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. I don't like this. I'm not going there. And so, what happens? Verse 3, Jonah gets up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa. When we go to Israel, we go to Joppa. Joppa is just a little bit outside Tel Aviv. It's a port city. It was a big port city at this point in time. And so he goes down to Joppa where he could catch a boat. And when he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. Now, Tarshish is in Spain. Um, it's 2,500 miles away. In other words, Jonah walks up to the ticket counter and goes, how far can this boat go in that direction? Well, the farthest place we go is Tarshish. I'll take a ticket. So Jonah buys, gets a tip. He brought a ticket, went on board, great line, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. Now, you know, this guy's a prophet. This guy's a spiritual guy. You would think he would be smarter than that. You would think that he would understand no matter how far you try to run, you never get to a point where you run out of God. He's always there. And so, he runs away from God. Now, here's how Jonah's like us. Because you know what? We spend more time than we should running from God. Oh, pastor, I never run from God. Okay, let me just give you a few things. When you run away from your problems, you're running from God. Because God wants to take those problems, use those problems, work good out of those problems, let you see His faithfulness, but when you try to run away from them, you know, I, I just got to get away. Or when you try to avoid certain people, you're running from God. Because God wants you to love everybody. And we try to run away from that, don't we? When you run away from your circumstances, you're running from God. Now, not everybody, but some people live in this wonderful area we call home, and they think life will be different if they move to Georgia or Tennessee or, you know, some God-forsaken place like North Carolina. I don't know. You know, well, if I go there, life will be different and life will be better. You can't run away. See, here's the problem when you go and move. You take yourself with you. And you get there and here you are. And you know who else is there with you? God's still there. And have you ever noticed that what he'll do a lot of times when, when you try to get away from him and do something, you think, I'm going to get over here and I'm going to go here and things will be better here? God says, okay, you wouldn't learn the lesson there. Let me teach you about it here. And you go through some of the same things. And so when you refuse to deal with your issues, you're running from God. And so we're all very good at running away. Jonah did everything he can. God, 
I don't want to do that. I know what you want me to do. You're very clear. I understand it. No. And he gets on a boat and goes away. So, why is it we want to run away? What's the, what's the reason? What's the heart of that? What are the things that cause us to think, I need to get out of here? Well, first of all, you face a difficult situation. And here, I've, I've heard it years for years and years. People will say this, go something like this. It's so hard. This is so difficult. I can't do it. They whine. It's just difficult. Life's hard. Life is difficult. You can't run from that. But we try to, don't we? Or it doesn't make sense. Well, I just can't understand this. Uh, this doesn't make sense to me. So let me just try to get out of it and get away from it. And, you know, and we try to make up our own uh, answers to things. And we try to analyze it and get this. And I just can't make sense of all of this. I can't make sense of them. I can't make sense of what's going on. Let me just get out and get away from it. Because I, I just don't like being in confusion. You know, I, I want to understand everything. Or... There's no solution. Well, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have an answer for this. I don't, I don't think I can handle this. I, I, I don't know what to do. So uh, uh, if I don't have a solution to something, let me just leave it alone. Let me get away from it. Problems, in most cases, do not solve themselves. You have to work through them and deal with them with God's help. Or, you're scared. Fear causes you to run. You see a snake. For many of you, what do you do? You don't walk towards it and say, oh, isn't that nice? Some of you do. You're crazy, but that's okay. You know, some of you do. But most of, of us rational people, snake, uh, I'll go the other direction. And so when you're afraid, fear causes you to run away. And so many times, we don't run to God, we just run away from the problem. Because we're afraid of it. We don't like how it's going to turn out. We don't like the answers we're getting. I can't deal with this. It just seems to never end. I've dealt with this a long time. It doesn't go away. It's the same thing day after day after day after day. I just can't take it anymore. I'm getting out of here. So we run away. Last one. This doesn't apply to anybody that's watching or seeing this. This is for the people who aren't. You're stubborn. You don't want to learn the lesson. You don't know the lesson. I'm fine. I'll take care of this. No one can talk to you. Nobody can reason with you. You've just got your mind made up. You're stubborn. This is the way it's going to be. I'm going to do this. I don't care what. You know, you're bullheaded. Use whatever term you'd like to use. All of those are reasons when we, we run away. Now, when we're running away and when we have these reasons, we react to things. 
So let me give you some of the reactions that we have because of this and why, why we're trying, what do we, actions we have. First of all, denial. Well, what do you try to do? There's a problem, you try just to deny it. Well, it's not that bad. Doesn't hurt that much. You just don't understand. You know, you just deny it. Denial many times is you and I trying to just get away from the problem. If it doesn't exist, and if I believe it doesn't exist, then I don't have to deal with it. It's a form of running away. Or blame. It's not my fault. I didn't do it. It would all be great if it wasn't for them. It would all be good if I didn't have to go through this. We're good at blaming other people because as long as we can blame someone else, we don't have to take responsibility for it, do we? It's a way of getting away from things. Guilt comes along. Well, I know I should, and I know I shouldn't. And so guilt is pressing us, and we just tend to shut down, cope, deal with what we can, and we we just try to get out of it. We don't like feeling guilty when in reality as a Christian, reality as anybody, guilt doesn't have to be something a Christian lives with ever. Because once you've come to Christ, He has forgiven you. You are no longer guilty. Good news. But when you run from guilt, it doesn't bring you to that point, does it? Or there's rationalization. Well, A is equal B equals C. This is the way this works. This is the way it works. It's our way of trying to figure everything out, and we rationalize. Well, I, I, I would be okay if it wasn't for. You know, I'm this way because of. And we rationalize all of our problems and what's going on, or withdrawal. I'll just clam up, shut up, get away. And so, Jonah says, I'm getting out of here. I don't like what God's doing. I don't like the situation and the circumstances I'm in. I don't like the answer to what I'm supposed to do, so I'll do something else. I know what God wants. I don't want to do it. I'll do this. I'll get away from God. Security is never found somewhere else. So you and I, like Jonah, are runners. We are very proficient at getting out, leaving, going. And so this book is going to deal with Jonah's attitude. Now, I know none of you got an attitude, so we'll just blame it all on Jonah, okay? But these first couple of verses, true story, true person, major problem. God, I don't like what you're telling me to do. God, I don't want to do what you want me to do. We've all been there at times, haven't we? And so what do we deal with that? So just quickly, I'll deal with it a little bit tonight, but we'll deal with it in the next weeks too as well. So what's, what's the right response when you run, run away? What is it you should do? David writes this great psalm. 
in Psalm 55. He uh, goes through all the emotions. The great thing about the Psalms is they just give us, he's brutal with it. He's honest with it. Notice what he says. Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my cry for help. In other words, God, I'm in a mess here. I don't like it. Please listen and answer me for him. I am overwhelmed by my troubles. Anybody ever been there? My enemies shout at me, making loud and wicked threats. They bring trouble on me and angrily hunt me down. My heart pounds in my chest. The terror, the fear of death assaults me. They're going to kill me. They're going to do away with me. It just beats in him when he lays his head down at night. It's the thoughts running through his head over and over again. Fear and trembling overwhelm me, and I can't stop shaking. Almost what we're looking at here is a nervous breakdown, aren't we? Problems so big, everything's so hard, I'm just overwhelmed. Notice his solution. Oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and rest. Anybody in the last several months just wish you could fly away somewhere and rest? Sounds like a great solution, doesn't it? It's not. But we all go there. We've all been there. I would fly far away to the peace and quiet of the wilderness. Now, you're really desperate when your idea to get away from things is to go to the desert. I just went away from everybody. that, That sounds like a good solution to me. How quickly I would escape far from this wild storm of hatred. I just wish I could get out. He keeps going on describing what he's going through, down to verse 16, but not going to do that. I will call on God, and the Lord will rescue me. Now, that's a great way to handle your problems. Verse 7, morning, noon, and night, I cry out in my distress, and the Lord hears my voice. He rances me and keeps me safe from the battle waged against me, though many still oppose me. In other words, the problems haven't gone away, but I know that I'm safe. I know He'll take care of me. I know He'll provide for me. Down a few more verses. Give your burdens to the Lord, and He will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. That's what you do when you think you've got to get out of Dodge. That's the right response when you think you can't handle it anymore. That's how you proceed through life. Yes, the struggles are there. Yes, the problems exist. Yes, I don't like them. Yes, they're bothering me. Yes, I'm kind of upset about it. Yes, I kind of wish I could get away. But I know the answer, and the answer is God will help me. So what do you do? Four things, and we'll be done. You stay put. You stay put. You stay where you're at. 
and you deal with what's going on. God will help you. God will take care of you. You can stay where you are, and God will get you through this if you seek God in it. Turn to Him. God, you see what I want to do. I want to get out of here. There's been times in my life when I've been in certain circumstances, God, just, I, I, I'm ready to go away. Times in your life, same thing. God, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't want to deal with this. God, I don't like this. Let me just walk away from it all. Stay put. Seek God. God will take care of you. Be confident in that. Silence, fear, and discouragement. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. God will be faithful. He'll help you. Stay where you're at. Turn to God and seek Him. And don't let fear control your mind. Lastly, simply keep on obeying God. Keep doing what's right. Keep doing what you know God wants you to do. And God will help you. Those sound so simple, don't they? But they're really difficult at times in life, aren't they? But we are ones who believe God is faithful. God will help us. God knows. God cares. But Jonah went to the ticket office, bought a ticket. You see, running from God will always cost you. You'll end up paying more than you want to pay. He, he was out a ticket. He probably bought a one-way ticket. He didn't know that he had a two-way ticket. But later on, we'll see that he did. But he bought a ticket. Now, before I close up, just a couple questions here. Maybe some of you here tonight are standing at the ticket window now. You're wanting to buy a ticket. Get me out of town. I'm ready to go. Let me go. Some of you maybe uh, have already bought your ticket and you've been running and it's time to stop. Time to stop. God will take care of you. Some of you are maybe thinking about getting in line, the ticket line. I'm almost there. I can't take any more. Great news. God's with you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? And God cares. And God will help you. And God will provide for you and see you through this time. Don't run away from God's help. He wants to help you. Will you let him? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for a story that happened thousands of years ago, but is still relevant to us today. Lord, you know the times in our lives, and all of us have been there when we thought the solution was, just let me get away from where I'm at. And God, we at that time did not see things clearly. 
The emotions were real. The fears were real. The hurts were real. But we forgot you. And so God, help us to come to that place where we stay where we are and seek you. And don't listen to the voice of fear, discouragement, anxiety, hurt, pain. Help us to just keep being faithful. And if we will be faithful, God, you will be faithful. Thank you for that assurance. And we go to live in that faithfulness tonight. In thy name we pray. Amen. For those Thank of- you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.